Hello, one and all, and welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Logan Blackman Show. And it is a beautiful, beautiful day in the world of sports. And I will tell you why is because the Super League, which we talked about on Monday's show, is done. It is officially suspended its operation. So let's give the world a round of applause for getting that shit sorted out. Yeah, that's a good... Good job out of them. It's the football fans around the world or soccer fans or whatever you want to call them were out in their droves today just going after these clubs that decided not no not the clubs. I shouldn't say the clubs. These billionaires that were trying to make a little more money because you know what billionaires need more than anything? More money. Yes, so the Super League lasted from Sunday to Tuesday. Great run there by the Super League. Great stuff going on. It was just a great day. Fantastic day. And I had a friend shoot me a text message about the Super League and saw it was funny how fast and how quickly it dissolved basically as soon as it started. And I'll do better this time at explaining what the Super League is because when I saw it on Sunday night when we recorded the show, I didn't know enough or really take enough time to get delved in to the world of the Super League, or the European Super League. But I've done my research, and now that it's done, it seems like the research is pretty much null and void at this point, but it's still good to have. So to explain this, basically, this was 12 teams, 12 rich people that own soccer, football clubs, again, whatever you want to call them, I don't judge, wanted to form a league of the, quote, European elites, or the world's elites. And when I first saw this, I don't think it was registered as the European Super League. I think it was registered as the Super League, which means we are probably seeing teams outside of Europe. And I have no doubt in my mind that David Beckham's Inter-Miami or the LA Galaxy or LAFC would try to get involved in that in some way, shape, or form. And we'd have some teams in Qatar, some Saudi Arabian teams, some Chinese Super League teams would have been trying to join this Super League And the Super League, basically, was a tournament for the wealthy, the wealthy owners in the world. 12 teams, 6 from England, 3 from Italy, 3 from Spain. All of which are done except for, as far as I know at this point in time, Real Madrid and Juventus. And we'll go over Florentino Perez's quotes (laughs) from last night, talking about the Super League, and going over how things changed so dramatically over these past 24 hours. Because I swear, it was like Monday night at whatever time we're recording this now was when this stuff started kicking off. When Florentino Perez went on Spanish TV and was talking about all of this Super League stuff <laughs> going around. And the Super League, I'm just going to keep, I, I don't it, I don't know, it's not a thing anymore. So I, I just can't, I can't believe how fast this thing dissolved. I didn't think it dissolved this quickly, I knew fans around the world would draw, would go towards these clubs and just protest and protest, and ultimately, they folded. Because you're losing a lot of money there. And what do you billionaires hate more than anything? Losing money. And what they were trying to gain from this and how they gained money out of this, they're not playing these games at Old Trafford. Now, they might have the odd game at Old Trafford, like, Manchester United versus Real Madrid. Oh, at Old Trafford. Oh, man. At the Santiago Bernabeu in Madrid. Oh, my goodness. What a game that would be. But you know what this does? This prices out. We talked about this on Monday. It prices out the longtime fans, the season ticket holders. And when you're a season ticket holder for any sporting event, it doesn't just go in the world of soccer or football, whatever you call it. It doesn't just go into that. It's a season ticket holder. In every single sport, imagine yourself as a season ticket holder. The only way I can demonstrate this from a personal perspective is when I had a season ticket to the Iowa Barnstormers, for those of you unaware, an arena football team based here in Des Moines, Iowa. For about seven, eight years, my dad and I had season tickets to these Barnstormers games. And one thing I realized when looking at this, I never really bought a ton of stuff at these games. Now, I was younger, so I didn't really have the financial stability to be able to buy these things, so it was basically uh, relying on my dad to do all the buying for me. But I buy a jersey once a year. 
maybe not once a year, once every other year, depending on who the starting quarterback was. I remember winning my March Madness pool and buying a Brad Banks Barnstormers jersey. J.J. Rannerink jersey was another jersey that I had from the Barnstormers that I bought at the stadium. But you buy it one time, you're there every single week, you're not really spending all of that money. Where these teams get their money from is from new fans or tourists. And at these games, in the European soccer scene, you are going to get hundreds, if not thousands, of tourists. Especially games like at Man- in Manchester United, at Man City, with Real Madrid. You're going to get a lot of tourists. London, all of the London teams. You're going to get a ton of tourists. Because the way you get money from tourists is they're going to buy all the merchandise they can. Because they're there once. Oh my god, we got to get all this stuff. We got to get all this. We're going to buy all the food. We're going to buy a program. We're going to buy a jersey. We're going to buy a hat. We're going to paint ourselves. We're going to do everything. We're going to make sure we remember this day. That's how they make money. It's from tourists. Not from the same people that just keep coming through the doors week in and week out. Seeing the same faces. Which is what's nice about lower league football or soccer where you have these faces, but they actually are welcome there. You see games like at Leicester City where their ownership embraces the fans more than anything. When they won the title in 2016, this is what you saw there. Or 2015, 2016, I can't remember exactly. But you saw the ownership embracing the Leicester City fans who had been through a lot over their existence. They had never dreamed of even sniffing a Premier League title, let alone actually winning one. And the owners were there embracing everything about the club. At Manchester United, at Arsenal, you don't have that. Stan Kroenke, the owner of Arsenal Football Club, is never there. The Glazer family, who own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are never there. And these American billionaires that own these teams are not well-liked individuals in the States. And they're sure as hell not liked over in England, where they own these teams and never go to the games. And I'm not, I don't think you'd be surprised about Stan Kroenke being a terrible owner as he's been a terrible owner for years in the NFL. And I'm sure as hell not surprised that he was one of the leading voices in this European Super League because remember when he bought the Rams, he picked up and moved them from St. Louis to Los Angeles. In the European Super League, you're not going to play games at the Emirates Stadium. You're going to be playing games at Yankee Stadium or at MetLife Stadium, or Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, the Rose Bowl. These kind of places. Some stadiums out in China, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, games would go out to the highest bidder. Like, remember Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz? That fight was in Saudi Arabia. Neither one of them are from there. The Rumble in the Jungle. (laughs) That's the Thrilla in Manila. Those aren't where those fighters are from, but the fights go to the highest bidder. That's what the same thing would have gone on In this scenario, the game would have been played wherever the money was. Whatever city or stadium wanted to have it, that's where this was. It takes, it sucks complete the fan side of things out of it. Like when the Rams were in St. Louis, the Rams had a a very big following in St. Louis. One thing I'll say about St. Louis, and I'm a Chicago Cubs fan, I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan. So I don't really have a lot of nice things to say about the city of St. Louis in general. I have a few friends from William Penn that are from St. Louis, though. They love their sports teams. Whether it be the Cardinals, Blues, or the St. Louis Rams before they dipped and went to Los Angeles. You know what the Rams don't have in Los Angeles versus what they had in St. Louis? Fans. But you know what they do have in Los Angeles as opposed to St. Louis? They might not have true, passionate fans... But you're making a lot more money in Los Angeles from the marketing standpoint. There's a lot more tourists in Los Angeles. But the thing, people do not care about football in Los Angeles. Unless you're the USC Trojans, they do not really care. And right now, as of right now, USC's not really that big of a deal because they're not winning anything. Like in the mid-2000s with Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Lendell White, they were winning. They were a big shit in Los Angeles. Now they're not. Now they're just kind of there. Even though they're a good team, they have fun players like Keaton Slovis, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be a second-round draft pick this year, Juju Smith-Schuster a few years ago, but they're not as talked about or as loved in Los Angeles. Right now it's a Lakers and Dodgers town, which is what it usually is 90% of the time, regardless of the teams are actually good or not. The Clippers 
when they were better than the Lakers, it was never a Clippers town. <laughs> it never was, never will be. I think it's safe to say the Clippers will always be the least favorite team out of the diehard Los Angeles fans, sports fans around there. But they don't care about the Rams. St. Louis cared about the Rams. Los Angeles does not care about the Rams. But Kroenke knew that this is where the money was. And right, wrong, or otherwise, he's a smart guy. And if he wants to make money, that was the best way to do so. But it just rips the integrity from the team and of yourself, ripping that team away from its supporters that grew around this team where the team won the Super Bowl and had a great home field advantage. Nope. Gone. Done. Don't care. Same thing can go for the other Los Angeles team, the Chargers. 60 years of history in San Diego, California. A lot of success. Never big-time success. Never actually getting the Super Bowl ring they wanted. But they had success. They had a lot of great years down in San Diego. But what happened? Doesn't matter about your history there, how passionate the fans are. I'm not building a stadium here. I'll partner with Kroenke in Los Angeles. We'll build a stadium up there. I don't care about you guys being fans. And the Chargers are less liked in Los Angeles than the Rams are. They played at a 25,000-seat soccer stadium that used to be called the StubHub Center. I don't know what it's called now. It's changed its name a couple times over the past few years. But they don't care about the Chargers. They're an exciting team. They have a great young quarterback. They have great wide receivers, great weapons, but no one really cares. Sure, you have the great one of the greatest uniform sets in the NFL. No one cares. But you know what you're going to get? You know who, who does care? Media. Tourists who have nothing to do on a Sunday. I want to go to a game. Oh, man, they just got a whole burning, money burning in my pocket. You look at the same thing at the Vegas Golden Knights game. You don't have a lot of diehard Golden Knights fans, but it's a great place to make money. The Raiders, they left Oakland twice. <laughs> and that's where their diehard, their diehard fans really are in Los Angeles, and they just won't go back there. For the Raiders, that's probably the most logical spot in Los Angeles, but now you got a stadium, you're locked in for a while. But you don't have fans a lot. Now, the Raiders, to be fair, the Raiders do have a lot more worldwide following than the Los Angeles Rams and Chargers do. The, Ra the Raiders and the Cowboys are two of the most popular teams in, in the world, let alone the United States. So they have a very big following pretty much wherever they would have gone. I think they would have been fine. But you see a lot of people rocking different jerseys there. And there was talk, we talked about this on the show, of the Chargers relocating from Los Angeles to London. You said the London, the LA thing failed. London's going to fail even harder for the Chargers. And we bashed that when that got brought up. It didn't even actually get formally introduced to an actual audience, but it just got posted and everybody's like, that's stupid. No one over there cares about American football. No one's fans of American football there, but they go, they go in and go, oh man, this is going to be fun. I'll dress up in a random jersey. I'll wear a Bengals jersey for some reason while I'm going to watch the New York Giants play the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll rock my Bengals, I'll rock Broncos jersey, oh, the Patriots jersey I'll wear. That's the same thing you're going to get with the European Super League. They're going to come over to MetLife Stadium, and I've been to a preseason Manchester United game. I have been there. I was at Manchester United versus PSG in Chicago a, few, a while ago. And you saw a lot of different jerseys, but not a lot of people that really cared about what was going on. Oh, it's Manchester United, the world's biggest club, or one of the world's biggest clubs, playing in Chicago. We get to watch Memphis Depay, Wayne Rooney, Zlatan was playing for PSG at the time. We get to watch all these guys. But no one really, got, I mean, it was a preseason game, so not a lot of people were really gutted anyways, but that's the type of crowd you would get going to this these games. There was already talks of Real Madrid versus Barcelona getting played in Miami last year. But because of COVID kicking off, that thing got scrapped. But that was a legit thing that was getting talked about. But you would see that over and over and over and over again. Not just a one-off thing like that would have been. It would have been over and over and over again. So that it rips the fabric of the sport in half. Teams that have hundreds of years of hit. I'm literally, I'm not joking. It is a hundred plus years of history for these teams over in Europe. Where in the NFL, like I said with the Chargers, 60 years of history in San Diego. These teams have been around since the 1800s, some of them. 
and you're ripping out the core fabric of the sport over in England and other countries over there by proposing this European Super League, which is why this blew up the way it did and why it only lasted two to three days. You're pricing these fans that can barely afford tickets to begin with, but they save up enough money because they love their team. And when you look at passionate fans, you don't get that as much here as you do over across the pond in England. They, Some of them would willingly die for the crest of their team. They will never wear another jersey or even touch it. Arsenal, Liver, or Liverpool, Everton would never happen again. They're ripping out the local derbies, the big games. Manchester United Leeds would never happen again. Got all these massive, massive games that would never happen. And I thought it was funny seeing posts of people going over each league season and crowning a champion based off the top six teams leaving the Premier League. So you saw like Wolves, Everton won a few. I think Everton won the most out of all of them. But you never see West Ham, Tottenham, a massive rivalry in England. You never see that again. Done. Don't care. It's over. Everton, Manchester United have some fun games over the years. It's done. No, no care about your local rivalry. Liverpool and, and Everton are separated by a park. You can see their stadiums next to each other. <laughs> They're like right next to each other. And that's over. And the Premier League wouldn't be able to sustain with that because the TV deals wouldn't want to be there anymore. Would you rather have a TV deal with the Super League that has Manchester United, Real Madrid, Liverpool, Man City, Barcelona, Juventus all in one league? Or would you rather watch Everton versus Southampton? Where would the TV money go? No, it would go to the Super League. All the money would go to the Super League, which would basically mean the end of some of these leagues across the world, creating a like I've heard this phrase before, creating a monopoly of those teams that can never be relegated, can never lose anything, and you'll have teams compete to see who can go into the Super League. You had 15 teams of what they were aiming for, and you'd have five teams competing for those last spots. Trying to get into that filthy rich club. And standards like Arsenal and Tottenham, they're not good enough on the on the field product to be long. But you know what? They're filthy rich. They got massive new stadiums, so they're going to be in it, regardless how good they actually are. And I heard this theory yesterday. I think it was yesterday. It was Stan Kroenke hasn't been putting money into Arsenal because he's been thinking that, why would I waste money into putting it in the Premier League when I just keep saving money to get ready for the Super League and spend loads of money and keep making money so I wouldn't be actually wasting my money. I'd be gaining money and spending the money that I'm gaining. Which this thing did not just get brought up Sunday night. This thing's been talked about for years. And then they all signed contracts Saturday. That's from what I heard. They were all signed up Saturday. And they're all good to go. And then come Tuesday, everybody's out. Everybody's out. <laughs> it's awesome. Like I, I, like I said at the start of the show, I have a friend ask me what's bad about the Super League or what... Give me your take on this whenever I come to Cedar Falls on Saturday. And I will. It'll be fun to talk about because this is something that if the, like the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, this was an example that I can relate to more based off being my team that I love the most out of my sports teams that I watch. Bon Jovi was going to buy the Bills right after Ralph Wilson passed away, around the time Ralph Wilson passed away, the longtime owner of the Buffalo Bills. And the rumor was he was going to move them to Los Angeles. It was a rumor that went on for a while. And Doug Flutie essentially saved the Buffalo Bills from moving to Los Angeles, if my memory serves me right. So there's a long-standing history with Buffalo and the Bills that you can't just rip out. You can't rip out. You might not be moving the club in England at all. Like, the foundation will still be in Manchester, in London, in Liverpool, but you're ripping out the actual team. And I loved the fact that the players came out about this because that was one thing I wasn't aware of. I thought it would be something, you know, think about a little bit. 
for being rich billionaires and being generally smart people like I would imagine they are, this was gone through a very dumb way. This was a miserably handled project that was destined to fail. Like, you didn't tell the players. And then UEFA comes out and FIFA comes out, rightfully so, and says, hey, these players aren't going to be allowed to play in the World Cup. Won't be allowed to play in the Euros, if they happen at all. And then these players are like, well, I want to, what? They didn't tell us about this. So Harry Maguire, captain of Manchester United, stormed into Ed Woodward's office, and they had a chat about the whole situation. Like, he didn't tell us about this. Jordan Henderson, the captain of Liverpool, one of the most respected players in England, had a meeting of the captains today, and they came out with their statement today as well. Luke Shaw, Marcus Rashford, all came out with these statements about this. Diego Jota, the other day for Liverpool, came out and said stuff about this. Like, you're not going to tell the players that you're doing this? This was not thought out at all, and that is one of the main reasons, I would imagine, that I don't know if they really cared about what the fans said. I think they cared more about what the players said, because I don't think these guys generally care about the fans, which is wrong, and I it's a very bad situation, because if you cared about the fans, like you're pretending to do with all these statements, and the statements don't mean nothing. Don't read the statements and go, oh, they're actually being genuine. No, they're stupid idiots. Don't take the statement seriously from what they were releasing. It's nice to hear because it's nice to know that they're not actually partaking in this thing. The thing that would suck the soul out of the sport as a whole. No. They don't mean anything. They don't care about the fans. Otherwise, they wouldn't have proposed this thing in the first place. Let alone actually tried to do it. It was done. You don't care. I think the players threatening, whatever they threatened, because they haven't come out with any releases or anything. Harry Maguire, we don't know what he said to Ed Woodward, but we know it was enough to get him <laughs> to leave his job, which was one huge step for Manchester United, who have been trying to get Ed Woodward out, at least the fans have, for years. And as a Manchester United fan, I've been following this situation with Ed Woodward and the Glazers for years. This isn't just new situations here. Now, Manchester United is the highest grossing team in the world, at least it, with the marketing deals that they crap out at are everywhere. The Glazers don't put any of their own money. They're sucking Manchester United dry and have the Man- have Manchester United so far in debt. But thankfully, there's such a powerhouse around the world that it doesn't really matter. But I have heard that this could be the final straw that could finally get the Glazers to sell. Now, this would not be a cheap buy, and I saw Conor McGregor posting about it on Twitter that he can't afford Manchester United. At least that I know of. He might be able to. Hell, he had the money fight with Con- with Floyd Mayweather. He could very well be able to afford Manchester United. But it's about $2.3 billion or around that mark for to buy Manchester United. And there was rumors of a, a group buying Manchester United last year, a group in England and a group in Saudi Arabia trying to buy Manchester United, but those uh, eventually obviously fell out and fell out of favor. But this could finally be it. You're already hated by the fans, and this really pushes you over the edge. Really pushes you over the edge as a fan. And I'm happy, but I'm not proud that Manchester United eventually dropped out of this. I'm happy they dropped out. I'm not proud of the club for I'm not proud of the club at all. And I'll never relate to a Manchester United fan that has had season tickets for years. I've never stepped foot outside of the United States, let alone, I mean, in Mexico, I guess, but I've never been in England. I've never actually gone to an actual Manchester United game. I've been to one, but it was a preseason game. Surrounded by people that I don't think really cared about what was going on. I had people ask me who Andreas Pereira was. And at that time, he was a young player, but after following this team, he was like, okay, this is obvious. You should know who this is. If you're at the game wearing a Manchester United jersey, you should know who he is. Follow the youth teams. Gotta know who the young players are. But man, this was almost very bad. I don't know what I was gonna do. I don't. I don't think you could. I could have supported Manchester United out of this after this if they continue to go on the Super League. And another, this is random. It's not random because it's still about this. My dad and I have been talking about this for the past couple of days. We've been talking about this whole situation about the Super League going to take place. And the 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 sad part, the thing that does hit home for me, is the fact that it's all these stupid Americans 
that think they can just walk in to these historic clubs and just rip the history out of them. And to do this without fans being there is one of the most spineless things I've seen in a while. Thankfully, the fans came out in their droves anyways, but it's the Americans that are really pushing this. People that I mentioned before, the Glazers, Kroenke, Fenway Sports Group owned Liverpool. AC Milan's owned by a uh, an American investment group, if I'm not mistaken. Like these are all the Americans were the ones that were big into this, and the, as an American, you don't have the right to change the history of these clubs that have hundreds of years of history here. You can't just move them and whatever. You have no right to really own the team, and they don't care. It's a good investment because they're money-making machines. But they don't care. Stan Kroenke hasn't been to a game in about two years, maybe even longer than that. Same with the Glazers. I think the Glazer family would get shot down by a mad Mancunian if he even stepped near Old Trafford again. I don't know what it is, why they had to get their noses involved in that. And they're not good owners over here anyways. Kroenke sucks as an owner for the Rams. The Glazer family, they'll be in a hot spot right now because they just won the Super Bowl, but they suck as owners. Fenway Sports Group, John Henry, he's not a very likable guy over here. But hey, in England, guess what? You're you're liked a lot less over there than you are over here. They're not money-making machines to these people or to the fans over in England. They're everything. There are communities. It's like college sports to us, where it's a community-based thing. Like Iowa, Iowa State. These are all community aims. Iowa State, that's your community. That's your team. Especially in a state like Iowa, where you don't have an NFL team, you are more connected to the college team even more than what you already are. That's what it's like over in England. So you people that would die for Iowa and Iowa State that would never touch and Iowa and Iowa State jersey, that's what it's like over there. But it's professional over there. It's like history. There's a lot of history in college football. There's history in these things. It's sad. I'm glad it's over. I'm I'm glad I'm happy as hell that it's over. And I'm not even being really affected by it sitting here in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm not really one that's affected by this, but I feel for the fans because I've been a part of a team that has had rumors of relocation. And I know, again, it's not relocating the team itself, but it kind of is at the same time. Sure, you're not picking up and moving and changing the name and stuff like that, but you're not playing at Stamford Bridge. You're not playing at Anfield anymore. You're pricing out the real fans here. And it's over. It's done and dusted. And I thought it would be funny to read through uh, Fabrizio Romano, he's a reporter that he's the guy that really breaks all the transfer news. He's really big in the transfer news stories. It's awesome follow. If you don't follow him on Twitter, I very much recommend it because he's the guy that has all the inside scoops for everything. So here we go. Uh, this was from Florentino Perez to El Turinguito TV over in Spain. I would believe they're over in Spain. So here's the first tweet. Many important clubs in Spain, Italy, and the UK want to find a solution to a very bad financial situation to them. The only way is to play more competitive games if instead of playing in the Champions League, Super League helps clubs recover those lost earnings. These are multi-billionaires that rake in millions, if not billions, of dollars. They're not risking losing money. Manchester United are not losing money. Real Madrid is not losing money. This is why when we talked about teams that could possibly join, PSG and Bayern Munich, they flipped off the Super League. PSG even finds this gross. (laughs) If PSG finds it bad, ooh, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And it continues. There's a lot of tweets here, so we'll try to get through these as much as possible. He continues on here at Real Madrid. We've lost a lot of money. We're going through a tough, very, very bad situation. When there's no profit... The only way is to play more competitive games during the week. The Super League will save the club financially. Okay. Football must evolve like everything else in life. Football is football has to adapt to the times we live in now. Football is losing interest. 
TV rights are decreasing. We wanted to, to do the Super League. The pandemic has given us urgency. Now, we have all we are all ruined in football. Football needs to change to be more attractive globally. Instead of making the Champions League, instead of making the Champions League because of its lost interest it had in the 50s, in 1950, change comes and even more and even at time at the time FIFA and UEFA were against it. But now football has changed. The attractive thing in football is playing big between big clubs. The value for television increases and more income is generated. It's not just the rich who want the Super League. We're doing this to save football because it's a critical moment. <laughs> it's a very, very noble thing you guys are doing over there at the Super League. Man, I'm surprised it didn't last as long as it did. <laughs> It'll become like a pyramid because the big clubs will have more money and will be able to invest it by buying players. If the big clubs lose their money as it's happening, the whole football system crashes as with the Champions League because they can't afford players now. The Super League is not a closed league. It's absolutely not true. Whoever wins the five available spots will play, will be able to play with the other best teams in the world. So you have to earn your spot. But the teams, the 15 teams are already in there. They don't need to worry about it. They're already in. But the you five teams that want to get in, you can get in. We're fine, though. We're not leaving anytime soon. We speak with you. We we will speak to UEFA as we said in the statement. We have just have to discuss with UEFA the five spots available for the Super League. UEFA has been working with the new format of the UCL, but I honestly don't understand it. I want we want to save football. I like how he throws "we" in there when I haven't heard any of the other owners <laughs> come out and say this. UEFA is a monopoly, which is what we were trying to create, but I'm not. That's not what he said. But it needs to become more transparent. We want to save football. You know when he you keep saying something, and it's you're trying to convince yourself. Like how many times have I said in this, we want to save football? You're trying to convince yourself that you want to do this, but we all know that we have other bigger issues to bigger fish to fry here. We're we're not we're trying to save our we're trying to get some more money, if you know what I'm saying. And I'd like to add this. I guess I didn't stress this earlier. I do not for one second. I'm I'm not for one second saying FIFA or UEFA are a good organizations because they are not. FIFA, we have talked about corruption in FIFA over the however long we've had the show. The corruption in FIFA is nothing new. Like we have a World Cup coming up in Qatar in the winter. That should say enough about how corrupt FIFA is. And you don't even need to delve into the rest of the history of FIFA to know how corrupt it is. Just look at that alone and you go, oh, wow, that's pretty corrupt. You don't worry about diving into the rest of it because that's a whole other landslide that you'll have to get into. Where, where even was I? Okay, yes, UEFA is a monopoly, but it needs to be more transparent. We want to save football for the next 20 years. It is, a time as, uh, it is in a time of serious danger. If you win, you receive 120 to 300 million from euros from UEFA, but with the Super League, you'll earn much more because that is, that is a criminal amount of money to earn. I deserve much more. That's like Ashley Cole crashing his car when he heard he was getting, oh, I don't remember the exact amount, when he was leaving Arsenal for Chelsea. He received an offer. I can't remember who it was. I'm completely blanking right now, but he almost crashed. It's it's a good enough way. <laughs> I think 120 to 130 million euros. Who? How are you guys surviving? Uh, players banned from international competition and national team according to UEFA. Don't worry. This will not happen. <laughs> they won't be banned for joining the Super League because they hate joining it. Uh, Real Madrid, Manchester City, and Chelsea, as the other clubs in Super League, will not be banned from the Champions League or domestic leagues. 100% sure. Impossible. Because that got brought up because the teams that were just mentioned, Real Madrid, Manchester City, and Chelsea, are the last <laughs> three of the four last teams in the Champions League. So we were. It was kind of a funny topic getting talked about. Does PSG just automatically win the Champions League? <laughs> Does that just mean PSG is a crowd of the champions? Because <laughs> it's what Neymar and Kylian Mbappe were brought in for, and they hasn't done it yet. So I mean, <laughs> I mean to have an asterisk, but hey, you won it. Doesn't matter. Uh, Florentino also confirmed that Real Madrid, Chelsea, Manchester City, as Manchester United, and Arsenal will not be suspended from the Champions League and Europa League semifinals. Impossible. I can I can assure that, hundred percent. I mean, again, it's not happening. Even in the Premier League, if the top clubs are economically stronger, all the other clubs will also become stronger. It is an it it is a consequence. We want to di to dialogue with UEFA as we proposed in the Super League. We want to save football again. 
This would be a fun drinking game. Every single time I say we want to save football, you have to take a shot. Okay? So go back to the first one and play it through. And then you have you probably be blasted by this point. So yeah, we want to save football again. Uh PSG were not invited as of today. Not as in caps, all caps. We haven't even spoken to the German clubs. We are now 12 clubs. We want to become 15. If PSG and Bayern Munich refuse, the Super League competition will not be canceled. This is a bullshit. <laughs> it will not be canceled. It will not be canceled. Oh, man. President Seferin insulted Andrea Agelli today. It is not possible. It's crazy to discuss a president of the world, like of a world club like Juventus. This is something unacceptable. UEFA must change. We must... We don't want our president who assaults other presidents, unless they're dickheads. The 15 founding clubs are the ones that matter the most in terms of entertainment. Others like Napoli, Roma, will have a chance in the competition one year or another. And then, let's see, because those are not big enough clubs. They don't have the money that we have. Even though Roma, Napoli, Lazio are massive clubs, they're not massive enough or make enough money. They don't make enough money to... Hang out with the cool kids. Uh, the Super League is not for the rich. <laughs> okay. And, uh, here's another one, but it's to save football. There it is again. Take, a, take another drink. It's not for the rich. But it's just ironic that the, mo- the richest clubs in the world are all in this. Whereas Arsenal, they're, not, they're, they're ninth in the Premier League. But they're rich, so they can get in. But it's not for the rich. It's not for the rich. If this continues, football will disappear, and by 2024, we will already be dead. This is the only way to save everyone. Big, medium, and small clubs. Save everyone, that counts too. Boris Johnson said he will do everything to cancel the Super League because they explained to him that the Premier League would disappear. It's false. It's not true. Everything will go back to normal, except for us, because we'll be making a lot more money and cancel the rest of your leagues. Real Madrid and other Super League clubs will not be excluded from this 20. 20- this 2020-2021 Champions League, it will not happen. It per- law protects us. This is impossible. The new Champions League format for the 2024 is something absurd. I have no personal interest in making the Super League. It, I have no personal interest in making the Super League. I am not I'm not the owner of Real, but only the president because Real is owned by the members. I only want to save football. Again, 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 again. Barcelona are in a tough and difficult economic situation. Situation. Laporta immediately understood and accepted like all the great clubs in the world. This Super League will save the entire world of football. Good God. I'm going to have to go through this again and count how many times he says, I want to save football. We have not invited PSG yet. We're going to talk to the many clubs and explicit and ex- explicate them. I don't know what that, I don't know them about the Super League project. If Byron refuses to join it won't cancel. Don't worry. We will also hire some of the best referees in the world. I can hear Mark Clattenburg being all over this. This is something I would he would definitely <laughs> be in. The contract of the Super League is binding. No one can leave. We will all work together. All the clubs signed the contracts last Saturday. There is no problem. Well, fast forward to Tuesday, and we're singing a little different tune here. Uh, why aren't UEFA and the Liga salaries public? Why haven't salaries been reduced like everyone else during the pandemic? We... We need more transparency. We know the salary of LeBron James. We don't know how the salary of the UEFA president. If we can start the Super League in August, we would do it. We will do our best to start this year. We want to reach an agreement with UEFA and the other parties involved. We will talk to UEFA, FIFA, and not only. If we can find an agreement with UEFA, we will not back down. If if they want to wait for 2024 to make a reform, they can wait. We are not waiting for anyone because we need the Super League. If young people find football matches too long, it may be because they're not interested enough. Or maybe they we might have to make football matches shorter. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, as a young person, I don't know what the... Like, in the Premier League, you have the Young Player of the, we- the Year Award. And the age range always is weird. I don't know how the age range works with the Young Player of the Year Award, they should really define the age range because there's a lot of random players at a lot of random ages that win the Young Player of the Year Award. So as a person that would be eligible to win the Young Player of the Year Award, I identify as a young male, okay? I do not find matches boring. (laughs) I think there's a lot more people... Now, this is just an American thing, I guess, but 
my grandparents find matches a lot more boring than I do. My grandpa will watch soccer, but my papa could really care less unless it's the World Cup. But I, as I can only speak for myself, I think the matches are fine. <laughs> I think the matches are a lot of fun to watch. I've watched and played soccer my entire life, or football. Again, whatever you want to call it, I'm not going to judge. I've played it my entire life, ever since first grade, and I still play some today. I played competitively my last year, in high, uh, senior year of high school, but still play some competitively. Or not, uh, no, not competitively. I don't play competitively, but I play some every now and again. I love watching soccer or football. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an issue. With the lengths of the matches, and I don't think this has been talked about before. Shortening the matches, this is the one of the dumbest. Because technically speaking, the game was only actually played for sixty minutes, so we should stop the clock every time it goes out of bounds, and then do it like that. Because the match again is only played for around sixty minutes on average. Shut up! That got brought up when I was in high school. That's so stupid. Shut up! Shut up about that. Uh, the fans always ask me to buy Mbappe. My answer: I say, don't worry. The truth that he is good. The, the truth is that he's a good player. Yes, I've never talked to Mbappe, at least for now. Laughs. Ha ha ha. I don't know what's going to happen with his contract at PSG. Cristiano Ronaldo will not come back to Real Madrid. It makes it, it not makes sense. He has a contract with Juventus. I think, going back to the Mbappe thing, Mbappe just feels like a Real Madrid-style player. I like Eden Hazard. I think he's one of the greatest players of the 2010s in regards to the Premier League, but it doesn't really feel like a Real Madrid style of player to go and get. Like, that's Ronaldo. Kaká was one of those. David Beckham. Like, that's the players you look for at Real Madrid. Not, again, Eden Hazard, great player. I don't want to discredit Eden Hazard at all, but he just doesn't feel like that Real Madrid player, if that makes any sense. Mbappe feels like that. I would say even Raheem Sterling feels more like a Real Madrid player to me than an Eden Hazard does. I don't know. It's just a weird feeling I've got around the whole situation regarding Mbappe going to Real Madrid. I, he just he has to go to Real Madrid, right? Eventually. Harry Kane feels like a Real Madrid player as well. We're talking about other, other, him and Raheem Sterling. They feel like, to me, Real Madrid-style players. But time will tell. Time will tell about that. Uh, I love Sergio Ramos, but we are a very bad financial situation at Real Madrid. No one puts money into this club. We will. Will he leave the club? I didn't say that. Many things change and many things can happen. We think about it at the end of the season. Vinicius Jr. is untouchable. He's not leaving Real Madrid. Also, PSG asked for Vinicius in the Mbappe deal. Zidane is happy. He's a top manager. The contract is there. We will see what happens at the end of the season. Mourinho, and in three seasons with us, Jose helped us. We must thank him too. Also, Holland's father visited our training grounds at Valdebebas. I don't know. Yes, everyone has always everyone has always had the same reaction. Never seen anything like this. Holland and Mbappe are two excellent players, but what Messi and CR7 have done is incredible. CR7 is Ronaldo, for those of you who are unaware. Sports is not a sport when success is guaranteed, which is what we're doing here with the Super League. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. If... And when the relation between the effort and reward does do don't exist, it's not a sport when it doesn't matter if you lose, <laughs> which it doesn't here. This is Pep Guardiola talking. It's not fair if teams fight at the top and cannot qualify. That's exact. Yeah, Pep. Yeah, bang. Exactly. <laughs> They're competing. It's not a sport when success is guaranteed. That is exactly what this is. That <laughs> is guaranteed. Napoli president. JB Morgan, who who's him? I've never have not received any call yesterday night. I was sleeping about a Super League invitation. Oh man, so this whole thing is just amazing. And then the Premier League statement about the Super League. The 14 clubs, again, there's 20 clubs in the Premier League, the six left, so there's 14 there. 14 clubs in a meeting unanimously and vigorously rejected the plans for the competition. Premier League is considering all action available to prevent this from prog- progressing. Bayern CEO Carl Heinz Rummenigge says, still on the same position, Bayern will not play in the Super League. Absolutely. Official statement, Bayern Munich announces and confirms they will not join the Super League. PSG President Nasir Al-Khalafi, to that Spanish outlet that we talked about, Kylian Mbappe will stay at PSG for sure. I, I think that's right. He's from Paris. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to stay. They're going to have a lot of success there. 
Official statement, AS Roma announces they are against the Super League as they're a closed league. Yes, it is. Edward has resigned. This was six hours ago. This is the most recent, or the things that happened more today. Edward resigned. That was great news. We already touched on that a little bit already. Edward will leave his position at Manchester United at the end of 2021. There's still nothing confirmed by Juventus side about President Andre and Agnelli resigning rumors. At the moment, he is a vice chairman of the Super League. Everybody's leaving because you <laughs> trying to F with football. Your head's going to be rolling. It's like the French Revolution. We're just going to have everybody's heads rolling. We're going to make your head stare at the body that we just decapitated. That was exactly what this is. Liverpool players, official statement shared by Captain Jordan Henderson. We don't like it and we don't want it to happen. This is our collective position. Our commitment to this football club and its supporters is an absolute and unconditional. You'll never walk alone, which is what got thrown around when Liverpool... I mean, it's obviously their famous phrase. Everybody knows this. If you've followed soccer for long enough, you know you'll never walk alone by Liverpool. It's their thing. Kind of got thrown out the window when Fenway Sports Group was like, yeah, we're going to join the Super League. And I think it's funny, like looking at the time frame of these owners here, I don't, Arsenal have never won anything, really. They haven't won a Premier League since Kroenke's been there, to my knowledge. I think he's been there since 2008. They haven't won anything since then. They've won a few trophies. No Premier League. Manchester United have been stripped dry by the Glazers. They're making money, but then they're spending more money than what they have. The Glazers, Glazers have not invested anything into the club, and they haven't won a Premier League since 2013. They came in in 2005. That boils down to the success and how great of a manager Alex Ferguson was for that time because they weren't buying anybody of serious note at that time. Like Towards the end of Sir Alex's reign, they started... You look at the players Alex Ferguson was buying, like Robin Van Persie, it's probably as big as it got for that time frame. You look at some other players around that time as well. It's not like, uh, who they got? Michael Owen, not the same Michael Owen that was at Liverpool. Gabriel Obertan, <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah, that's just a weird, weird time. But yeah, they haven't done it, haven't replicated that success. Liverpool, they've won one Premier League and one Champions League. And about, when did he buy them? About six or seven years? And the thing is, these owners, I'm singling out these guys mainly because they're the American owners, and I'm American, are throwing away that history and going off the back of, they haven't done anything at the clubs, really, compared to what Sir Alex did before the Glazers got there, winning the treble. Obviously, they won a Champions League when the Glazers were there in 2008, but it's beside the point. Then you look at Arsenal, all the greatness they had before Stan Kroenke got there. The Invincible season, some great seasons in the first division before the Premier League existed. Liverpool, massive. And American owners before Fenway Sports Group came into position, they were screwing around with them too. <laughs> They're going off the back of all the history these teams have. And the reason these teams are so financially successful is because of the history they have. The Glazers, Kroenke, Fenway Sports Group, they're already billionaires. They're, these clubs would make money regardless of who is there owning the club. These clubs would make money regardless. These clubs were in the Super League because of the money they brought, but the money they got and received continually is because of the success they had in the past. And Sir Matt Busby, legendary Manchester United manager, has a famous quote, football without fans is nothing. Marcus Rashford posted that on Twitter today. You need the fans. You have to have the history there. Family history with Manchester United, with all these clubs around the world, would have been threatened, would have been thrown away if they joined this Super League. And you'll see heads roll after this. This is the thing that could get the Glazers to finally sell. We talked about that a little bit ago. It could finally break... Kind of be the, what's it, the straw on the camel's back or something? Break the camel's back or something like that? Official statement. Manchester City Club Football Club can confirm that they are formally enacted the procedures to withdraw from the group, developing plans for a European Super League. This was today at 325, so a few hours ago. And then Raheem Sterling posted on Twitter, okay, bye. Uh, UEFA President Seferin, I'm delighted to welcome Manchester City back to the European football family. They have shown great intelligence. City are a real asset for the game, and I am delighted to be working with them for the better future. 
Again, there's no good guys in this situation. This is for the betterment of the sport. UEFA, FIFA, and the Super League are all bad guys. Do not get that twisted. Do not go, oh, well, this is they're going back to the good guys. No, they're not. They're doing this for the support for their fans, for their history. It's not to, about the organization that they are in. Uh, Florentino Perez still in the Super League meeting tonight to decide of the future of the league. We'll get to that in a little bit. The English clubs are key to decide what's going to happen after Manchester City's official statement to leave the competition. Thomas Tuchel, Chelsea manager. We talk of nothing else but Super League before the match. Chelsea's intention was to leave the Super League as Manchester City did, and they're working on it with the legal team. Also, Manchester United can leave the Super League soon. This was three hours ago. Bruno Fernandes and Luke Shaw were the spokesmen of the squad's dissatisfaction against the Super League. That's how it got started, and that's why Edward Woodward decided to resign. Again, also for the fact Harry Maguire came in and they discussed it. Arsenal are set to lead the Super League too, confirmed. Now, I was surprised. I thought Arsenal and Manchester United would be the two that would hang on the longest because they've got the two biggest dickheads as the owners. I thought they would be in there for the long haul. Especially Arsenal with Stan Kroenke. Good Lord. Who care, if anybody in the world of sports, and ownership of sports, cares less about the fans and cares less about the tradition, that's Stan Kroenke. So I, would, I thought he would have stuck in a little bit longer with that. Manchester United to Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, and Liverpool are set to leave the Super League after Manchester City. The process of withdrawal has just begun work in progress with legal teams for the English clubs. Official statement. Liverpool are leaving the Super League confirmed. Liverpool Football Club can confirm that our involvement is proposed plans for, to form a European Super League has been discontinued. Official. All the English clubs are out of the Super League. Process to leave the league has just started. Official statement has been released. Chelsea are working on an official statement too as they were playing against Brighton in the last hours. But Chelsea Football Club will be with, be out of the Super League as the other English clubs too, no doubt. The Super League is set to be suspended soon. Confirmed. Legal team is at work on this point, but waiting for the Italian and Spanish clubs position. After the English clubs leaving the league in the last hours, the whole project is expected to be suspended. <laughs> Over as soon as it started, pretty much. Inter and AC Milan are also set to lead the Super League. Inter have, you, Inter have an Inter have Juve announced. I I think that's just, but I think it autocorrected to Juve because I'm sure he types Juve a lot with him in all of his transfer rumors. Inter have just announced we are no longer interested in this project. <laughs> project, we're no longer interested. We were on Saturday, not anymore. <laughs> now that everybody hates us, we are back. Still waiting for the position, official position from Juventus. The whole Super League is expected to be suspended in the next hours. Juventus President and Super League Vice Chairman Andrea Agnelli denies rumors about resigning. I'm not leaving the club, and who says the opposite brings me luck? <laughs> okay. The Super League official statement. Here's the official statement from the European Super League. The European Super League is convinced that the current status quo of European football needs to change. We are proposing a new European competition because the existing system, existing system does not work. Our, propo our proposal is aimed at allowing the sport to evolve while generating resources and stability for the full football pyramid, including helping to overcome the financial difficulties experimented by the entire football community as a result of the pandemic. It also would provide material and materially enhanced solidarity payments to all the football stakeholders. Despite the announcement depart announced departure of the English clubs forced to take such decisions due to the pressure out on them, we were we are convinced our proposal is fully aligned with the European law and regulations, as as was demonstrated today by the court's decision to protect the Super League from thirty third party actions. Given the current circumstances, we shall reconsider the most appropriate steps to reshape the project. Always having in mind our goal of offering fans the best experience possible while enhancing solidarity payments for the entire football world. That is the official statement from the Super League. And then, an hour ago, the Super League has officially been suspended. English clubs have left. Chelsea 2 official soon. Inter have left. AC Milan are set to leave. Juventus and Spanish clubs waiting official position. The whole Super League has been stopped to, quote, reshape the project official statement official and confirmed Chelsea leaves Super League as the whole league is now suspended. Chelsea Football Club 
can confirm that it has begun formal procedures to withdraw from the group developing plans for a European Super League. And it is done. Super League, those are all the tweets from Fabrizio Romano from last night, 24 hours ago, until right now. That's how fast this thing burst into flames. I don't even know if I really want to talk about anything else today. I think this is all I really wanted to touch on today. This is big stuff. <laughs> this is really big. I know here over in America, it doesn't really affect us. If anything, it'd really be helping us <laughs> a lot because we'd be sitting in the seat all these teams live. But man, am I happy that this is actually not going through. This is a very big thing. I'm really, I was loving watching the videos of Gary Neville and Jeremy, Jamie Carragher, two legends of the English game. I have a soft spot for Gary Neville as it is anyways for Manchester United legend. Gotta always have a soft spot for him. I like him and Jeremy Carragher altogether, even though Jamie Carragher is a Liverpool legend. But man, what an exhilarating 24 hours. I was enjoying getting these updates and then texting my dad about this because it's just fun. It was awesome to see this league proposed to almost... I know, oh man, we had the best intentions to save football. You didn't. You had the intentions to get as much money as you can for yourself with basically destroying the entire history and the fabric of the sport in general. But hey, you you say whatever helps you sleep at night. And I'm not surprised the Americans were the big pushers in this as well. I am surprised that Kroenke and the Glazers were out as early as they were. I thought they'd be sticking into the long haul. I thought they'd write this out forever, especially with Joel Glazer's name being on everything, pretty much from all the official statements, and Stan Kroenke standing with the Super League. But man, what a day. Pretty much, I was. It was killing me last night not recording a show. I could have probably recorded a show, but man, I'm happy I didn't because so much has happened in these 24 hours. And I'm sorry if you don't really care about soccer but this is an important thing to talk about and as a person that has grown up watching soccer and has loved soccer and has watched Manchester United for all of these years I felt that I I connected to it on a somewhat level not as um closely as people that are actually from these cities but I felt like I had a connection to the situation and I wanted to talk about it from my perspective I guess because I've over these past couple days I've heard a lot of perspectives on the whole situation, I thought I'd give my final perspective on this. I Hopefully, this is the last we hear of it. And again, this whole thing has been talked about for years. They've been planning this for years. All for it to just blow up in their face in the span of three days. This was freaking awesome. And I enjoyed every second of it. I'm not surprised at all that the show lasted an hour. Because <laughs> this is awesome. Loved going over the tweets. Loved seeing slowly everything starting to unravel with the European Super League. I just thought this was so awesome to talk about, and I'm very happy. As a fan of the sport, not just as a fan of Manchester United, but as a fan of the sport in general, very excited. And while we are on the topic of the sport, we got MLS started up this weekend, as we talked about on Friday. We'll have a full preview for the season come this Friday, because... I, it kind of snuck up on me. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't really prepared. So hopefully by Friday, I'll have a full-blown preview set up for the MLS season. Sporting Kansas City came out 2-1 victors over the New York Red Bulls. And yeah, I'm just excited. This was a good day. This was a good day. 4-20. <laughs> good, day. good day all around. So yeah, that's all I've got for you today on this Wednesday edition of the Logan Blackman show. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you didn't, I'm sorry. If you're one of the people that were a fan of the Super League, I also apologize for you there. But man, good day. Good day. Happy birthday, Aaron. I know this is a, a going on on the 21st, but it's the 20th right now. Happy birthday, Aaron. I'm pretty confident he's listening. If it's not, that might sound stupid. But that's all I've got for you today. Hope you enjoyed the show, and I will see you all on Friday. We'll get back to more <laughs> football stuff on Friday if that's what appeases you more. Because maybe you don't. I mean, in Iowa, we're not the biggest soccer hub of the United States, so I I would be fine. But it hurt a little bit if people didn't want to listen because it was a lot of soccer. But I know a lot of my fan my friends don't really care about soccer, but I do. 
So I wanted to talk about it. That's all I've got for you today. Hope I hear from you on Friday. Hope you hear from me on Friday. I will see you all later. Peace.